So this is, again, this is something, even though we're on the record, off the record, uh, whenever someone will say something that either we disagree with or kind of want them, want them to stop saying it or anything, we throw out a... Uh, Shut up, cunt. Not that I'm going to do that to you. <laughs> but um, I just thought you'd like to know oh, we, we have that now. out there. <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> we have... Uh, God, we have so many... It, it, the, the sounds are Hello, perfect. Hello, whore. That's another good one. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Welcome to the Digging Dexter New Blood Podcast with Victor. Victor! And uh, Colton Duffy. Duffy, Duffy. This is Victor, host of the Dig and Dexter podcast, and today we have a super, super special guest, writer and executive producer of Dexter New Blood, and again, writer of this episode that you just watched, The Family Business, Scott Reynolds. Scott, on behalf of the Dexter community, thank you for joining us. Oh, man, this is exciting. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> again, I... Scott also hosts the Dexter Wrap-Up Podcast, again, the, the uh, official podcast of the Dexter series. And Scott, I'm doing this on your behalf, but you know, if you guys, uh, watchers of Dexter, there's a, let's just say a Showtime surprise at the beginning of your episodes, uh, just to sort of get subscribers to Showtime. Uh, I don't want to do the official ad, but oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just want to do it on your behalf. Um, so Scott wrote, well, Scott, you've been involved with Dexter since we're season talking one. the beginning, season yeah, one. Yeah, I was a writing assistant uh, in season one. Uh-huh. And now here you are, episode 105 of the Dexter series, The Family It's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> uh, so this episode, wow, a little backstory <laughs> in terms of discussion between you and me. Uh, uh, I don't know if you remember, I think I was chasing you around San Diego Comic-Con 2013. You, you were, you maybe just tweeted something out and I said, Scott, I'm also here. And you, you were kind enough to be like, Hey, meet me at this booth. And then I was too late. I actually got to meet Eric King that day. Um, hey, one of those, yeah, uh, dope. autographs and, so uh, uh, a, a story. Are I was surprised. Liked. I was surprised, but one of the funniest things was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one, of, one of the funniest things was I'm there super nerd and i got all this swag right you just grab sure. anything you can there and i walk up to eric he's doing his booth thing and, and you know he just looks at me and he goes you got a lot of shit right there it's <laughs> like i was like, <laughs> yeah. I was like oh wow uh eric just a uh, dokes just cursed at me cool oh That's so okay. <laughs> <laughs> um little little known fact that i'm not sure if everyone knows uh scott was stabbed by Dexter in season gotcha. seven, episode eleven. Uh, Do you see what I see? There's a montage, which almost ironically enough, this is uh this would be the fast forward point, <laughs> the family business. <laughs> um, Scott is the one who is stabbed at the beginning of that episode, but Scott is. But Variety took a bunch of photos that day, so I was everywhere. So it was great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I've heard you talk about this before, about how strenuous, and I, I feel like most people wouldn't get it. It's even hard for me to comprehend just sitting there in that plastic, how, oh, yeah. um, what do you call that? Just wrap this saran wrap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're wearing like, uh, you're wearing like panties 
like flesh colored panties. <laughs> right, you step right. out and you put your hands up and they just start rapping and rapping and rapping and rapping and then you lay down on the table and and I didn't have any Are lines. You, like these like, you know, right, right, right. holy cow. Full day. Were you just sw- sweating the whole time? No, because uh, stages are cold. <laughs> gotcha. So, okay. Okay. You're shrinking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So again, for you know, about a year ago, I wanted to talk to you about that, but then you had said, "Hey, I'm busy right now with New Blood. I want to, if if I could promise you anything, how about episode nine? At the time, I said, "Sure." Particularly, you said episode nine. As obviously, as we got closer, as New Blood is ending. We see that this is your episode, and judging by social media, I kind of felt like you had some extra zing on this episode. It seems like you were very <laughs> proud of it heading into it. Yeah. Um, this episode, like I said, if I could throw out the parallels, it kind of feels like seasons one through four wrapped up in a shell, just kind of like my notes I've been doing. You kind of have, obviously, the opening, we are back in Miami, back uh yes. I'll just say season one area. I don't know exactly the time frame, but uh, then you have, I think, the literal parallel of a burnt cabin season two. Also, obviously, the Bay Harbor Butcher stuff going on with Angela. A lot of season three with sort of Dexter teaching Miguel the code, and now he's doing the same for Harrison. Uh, And then obviously your season four. Is it fair to say Kurt is maybe somewhat reminiscent to Trinity? And maybe it's I mean, just the older man, it's the, big guy structure. Yeah, older man, he's you know loved by his community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like we 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 wanted an older man for this for this season. Uh-huh, we wanted uh-huh. a father. You know, this is a this whole season is about this competition between these two dads for Harrison's soul. You know, right. So had to be. And then this episode, you you get I don't know how the writers room works or whatnot, but you are writing episode nine, and I'm assuming you have some sort of outline of where this episode is. The joy, could you take us through some of the joy, the fun, knowing what felt like to me as a viewer, you got to tie up like you know if if the rest of the season was sort of putting on a shoe, you got this episode and were able to like tie the knot on the shoe. Um, the, the fun, the the process, and then of... kick somebody, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you sure did. Uh, um, the, the fun of putting this together. If you could give us some thoughts on that, uh, yeah. Um, uh, once we re- once we sort of realize the, the way we break a break a season is we just sort of we all sit around and sort of dream big about what this thing could be because uh, we have to pitch it to the network, of course. But uh, we immediately knew we wanted to try to tell a story about Dexter um, always wanting, you know, from the very first season, we know that Dexter wants to be, wants to be loved, wants to be acknowledged for the quote unquote good he does for the world, you know. Um, and every father, every mother, everyone looks at their child like it's almost like a mirror, right? You know, whether it's like mm-hmm. the breakfast club where. Emilio Estevez's dad wants him to be a, you know, the greatest wrestler ever, you know, right. Right. Uh, Dexter's staring at this kid and just longing to be recognized, to, to, to be understood, to belong, you know, that the two of them could could become something more. Um, so, uh, uh, yeah, it was, we, we were angling toward this, this moment of Dexter teaching the code, Dexter becoming his father. Cause we all become our father to a certain extent. We all kill our fathers Mm. to a certain extent, you know, like, (laughs) yeah. Um, So it's just, it's all, and you, then you become something better. Who knows? Like, but it's, uh, it's an interesting, it, it was a, it was, uh, 
I don't know. It was fun. It was exciting. It was, yeah. I knew I, I wanted to do episode nine and Clive was like, yeah, I know. Of course you're writing episode nine. There's no one else that would do it. So that was a, that was a good get from Clive. Yeah. My showrunner, Clive Phillips. Yeah. Yeah. Clive Phillips showrunner. Um, that writer's room is, was there, you know, how does that work where like you tossed out, you know, I imagine like sort of the, the, the breakdown of Dexter telling Harrison, you know, you're finally, you're 104 episodes walking into 105th yeah. episode of Dexter finally getting to explain it's not Miguel, it's not Lumen, it's not Han, you know, we're talking yeah. about his blood here. Not even Deb, yeah. right? Like he yeah. never did this, he like this he did with he Deb. He said dad did this to me and that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> um you know, like you said, his own son. Um, was there ideas sort of tossed around the writer's room? Like what was too far? You know, is this too far for Dexter? Or is that something like at yes. first it's like too far and then you guys realize, hey, that actually does work like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, we're we're asking a lot of the audience <laughs> here <laughs> to, you know, we had, it's a it's a careful needle to thread of like to get people to agree that this is a good idea. And even when it's happening, you're not sure it's a good idea. This shouldn't feel like a good idea at all. <laughs> um, right, right. But in the same way, like this, I came in with, um, I sort of came in with a, uh, uh, with this whole idea of the, of Wiggles the Clown and Dexter telling it, you know, us getting a chance to go back in time and see old school Dexter do, do what he wants, do what he does. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I literally like had this sort of vision of it and walked in the room and pitched it out to everybody and everybody was just like, oh, that would be great. It's, <laughs> and it's also the way we learned to um, appreciate Dexter, right? Uh, mm -hmm. We saw Dexter grab a choir director who was a pedophile and we watched what he did and is brutal and is a, I mean, if you watch him in that first scene, he is a, he is a terrifying, he's a terrifying serial killer, Dexter is. Absolutely. But you're rooting for him. Even when, when he gets that, that, you know, the machine, the, whatever, the, the, the butcher uh, knife and just goes clonk and brings it down onto his, into his head. It's shocking, yeah. but you're like, yes, justice. Yes. <laughs> so I knew I wanted to reflect that in some way because in the same way we introduced Dexter to the world, I wanted Dexter to introduce his, to his son, uh, this sort of like, it's undeniable what he's doing here is right, you know? And so thus... And, and plus, I grew up in Chicago, and uh, Gacy was a terrifying presence because I'm, you know, I'm in, I'm 52, right? Yeah? He was a terrifying mm -hmm. presence for us as kids, like the specter right. of this of evil clown who captures young men and does unspeakable things. Um, so I knew that's that's a thing that's always stayed with me, and so I sort of took those two things and pitched it out to the room, and everyone was like, "Yeah, you know what? That's." But then even then Got it's it. the struggle of like, does Dexter, does Dexter say, do I kill him or not? And yeah. You know, so he just, he, he, he laid a bread, a trail of bread crumbs, crumbs, right. To lead him to ask that question. He's just always hoping, mm -hmm. please ask me the question. Say you want to kill him, <laughs> please come on. But he doesn't want to force it. Yeah. Because you know, if he forced it, if he just said, Hey, join me, do this thing. We'd be like, ah, oh, man, you messed up Dex. Watching the episode, you know, it's sort of like, oh, no, Dex was like, to your point, Dex was right there about to tell him. And if I if I this is a personal addition, I'm adding here. Me personally, I feel like the MVP of the season. And it's funny because I think she also has the least screen time is the use of Deb Jennifer Carpenter. Oh, she's amazing. Um, 
I, 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 every episode we've been doing the podcast, we've, I've just been saying Dev is by and far the MVP of this season. She's almost twisted, demented, but she's not Deb. She's whatever yeah. we want to call uh, uh, of Dexter. Um, I think I lost my train of thought of what exactly I wanted to say, but I guess I just wanted to oh, say she Jennifer is the MVP. Carpenter yeah. has been because it, and it's just uh, the right amount. I know there's been some people who've been like, "Man, there should be more Deb." And like, if, if there's too much of of her saying you shouldn't do this, or you know, always questioning him, we mm-hmm. as viewers will start to turn on her, you know, because. We side with Dexter, right? (laughs) From the very beginning, he's been telling us these sort of like unreliable narrator stories. Right. And we've been there and we're, we're just as culpable (laughs) for, for what he's doing. Uh Um, Yeah. 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 I I think that's what I meant to say is it was a nice way to say at the beginning, Hey, Dexter couldn't go all the way. And Deb is just like that angel or maybe devil on the shoulder. Like, and I think there is a scene, and, I, and and forgive me, I can't actually recall it, where it's literally a four to five second scene where they just cut to where Dexter is and Deb is just there like, yep. doesn't even speak, on just the is there. Yeah, that was yeah. that was her. That was on the day. I, I, I gave some lines for her to put, for her to say. And she said, Scott, trust me, I can just, I can oh, give really? this slight, I can give this small look and it's going to work. And I was like, um, okay. Words are so good, you know. The writers always like, no, no, say the words. But uh, she totally right, Steve right. McQueened it, and uh, yeah. did that just that little like, please don't. It was when there, it was yeah. when Dexter and Harrison are sitting on the back of the truck, and they're in the drone. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. And just, he's just like, that's... so how do you? What you know? Uh-huh. Justice would be something else, wouldn't it? And, right, right. And then Dexter's like, he wants it. And you could feel if you go back and watch the scene again, you could feel Michael just putting out this like, oh man, I want to tell you everything so bad, but, mm-hmm. but he's trying to do it right. You know, that, that angel devil of Deb on his shoulder is, is, is right. holding back the reins a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She was uh, right. She was right. Afterwards I walked up, was like, yeah, you were right. That was great. Cause she did do it. That must be, the words. She did do it. once. That must be words. really cool where the actor or actress you're working with is somehow over uh, able to supersede what you honed and crafted and put out as your baby and then they just come along and it's like look look i got this this is yeah. better <laughs> just watch my eyes i mean that, you know michael same way a lot of times he'll be like you know i'm sure I do that with a look and, I'm, and uh-huh. I'm like all right let's let's get it and then let's get it with a look and then i'll be like yeah that look that you nailed it that was better <laughs> uh scott i know uh for us it's like you know depending where you are you know, we're about a half hour away from airing time, but the way we're doing the new season, we're what, 12, no, 20 something odd hours. Um, is this the proudest you've been? And again, it may be too early because, you know, you kind of maybe need some time for it to set in. But I don't know if I want to say the proudest episode you've written or the greatest joy, most pleasure, hardest. Like, is, is are, are any of that stick, stick yes. with you in this episode? I, I, I am. I feel like this episode, um, we were talking earlier about a little bit about this, but like, uh, this is like my love letter to Dexter, to Dexter Morgan, to his journey, to our journey as viewers, you know? Um, mm-hmm. uh, so it, it's, it, uh, yeah, it, it felt, it felt really good. I am very proud of it. I've, you know, I've been a part of some really great episodes, but like this episode for some weird reason, Maybe it's the, you know, the nine year break in between and sure. it just felt, it felt right. 
you know, it felt, everything just felt like it was, it was where it should be. So yeah, I'm very, I am, I am, uh, I'm, I'm very proud of it. And, and you, and you should be, I have a, one of the fans, one of the fans, uh, uh, listeners of the podcast that we talk after every episode, yeah. it's almost right about 1250 AM. We know we just both finished the episode and we just, Oh my God, what's this? Did you read this? Whatever. And we both had the same messages to each other. I think I just watched the best Dexter episode I've ever seen. I need time to like digest it, but everything. And then we go through everything, you know, but um, here I am 24 hours later or whatever. I still feel the same way. And I am, you know, as big as, I mean, listen, I'm, I've dedicated 105 episodes to this show talking about it. I, uh, not that you need to know this. I did a uh, six feet under podcast. Personally, I'm a little sick of Michael C. Hall's face. <laughs> Great all around. Like, you know, uh, um, so just, I feel like just to let you know, obviously, as the writer of this episode, um, last thing about Kurt's lair in this episode, which you are in the middle of right now. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm actually here. What, what people don't know is I'm, I'm sitting in Kurt's lair. Um, this lair, it's hard to get creeped out in 2021. If you're, if you're, you know, if you're a certain age, you've watched so much stuff and whatnot. I was legitimately creeped out in this lair. If, if was filming that lair creepy, like just those, I don't know. Yes. I don't know how many behind the scenes you want to reveal of just like, are those women actually there? They're obviously not really dead, but, uh, uh, and then second question, was this an all a nod to uh, Return to Oz, that movie? Ah, uh, funny. No, it wasn't. Yeah, I, that's similar. I, I, similar, yeah, but yeah, doesn't yeah. necessarily no, yeah, have to be. Never, never put that together. If anything, I talk about this on my podcast, uh, the Rebel mm-hmm. Podcast. But it's a, it's sort of a. There's a visual from this Bela Lugosi, uh, Boris Karloff movie called The Black Cat that this okay. sort of comes from. It's this beautiful. 68 minute long movie that will stay with you forever. It's great. But, Mm -hmm. um, uh, first question shooting inside this thing. Yeah, no, it was, you know, we're, we're returning, we're returning in a lot of ways. We, we, we cycle back to a lot of things in this episode. You know, we start this episode, Dexter and Harrison, we start, we start in the beginning with a story that may or may not be completely true. You know, as fathers, (laughs) there's several moments where Dexter doesn't tell the whole truth. I don't know if you, if you caught a lot of these, these moments. Um, like one of them happens inside this, this, uh, the, the, you know, Kurt's lair. lair. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, uh, we start in Miami and then, and then we, then suddenly we're sitting at a, uh, we're sitting at the, uh, uh the fireplace, right? We right. end with Kurt inside the fire and then his fireplace is gone, right? We, yep. and then this place, it's a, you know, it's a storage container, which is, right. which he dropped down underground and Dexter just sort of can't escape these things, these places. Right. You know? <laughs> Um, yeah, and this yeah. is Harrison's, you know, second origin story is happening sort of inside of this, inside of a storage Another shipping container. Yeah, yeah right. another shipping container. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and then, uh, you know, taking, p- putting all the, make sure the makeup was right and sort of going for that sort of like waxy, you right. know, Tomb of Lenin sort of look for, for mm-hmm. all the women and making it look real but still kind of beautiful because if it looks terrible, then that's not living up to what Kurt is wanting here. Right. Uh, it really did feel like there's this, this great cloud of witnesses that are just watching what's happening. Always looking at justice. It. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Happen inside of it. Yeah. It was, it was creepy, especially 
you know, in the script, I had written that, you know, as Dex, as uh, Harrison moves forward, there's like motion sensors that like turn each thing on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Our, our art department added the lights inside the, the crates um, that just in, that enhanced it and made it, it made it, it made it it's scary. Like uh, my, I watched with my wife this morning uh, and she gasped when, when we saw what Harrison saw. And yeah. it's weird because normally in these scenes, am I talking too much? I don't know. Let's keep going. No, 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 uh, no. Normally no. in these scenes, Scott, you can talk all day. <laughs> <laughs> normally in these scenes, we're watching this. We're watching Dexter experience these things, and in this episode, Dexter is the viewer in the same way that we are. He's watching mm-hmm. his son and hoping that he can. You know, this is the final page that he's guiding. You know, this is Dexter didn't expect to see a bunch of women inside of here he thought he'd see you know clothes or you know something so it was a little shocking to him but really he couldn't accept the full shock of it all because he's watching his son and hoping that his son will turn and say this guy deserves to die that he'll come to the same conclusion (laughs) you know yeah so it's this it is it's like this really weird emotional moment and it's a terrifying moment and it's you know disgusting and sick and yeah you know depraved what he's that this man is (laughs) you know done but uh, but we're watching in the same way Dexter's watching and going, oh, is Harrison going to finally say do it? <laughs> right. You know. And 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 a great moment when it when it does come, right? Like the yeah. the the. All right, I'm on board. And then he Almost, kisses him. You know, it's like the, oh, the kiss on the forehead. Yes. Yeah, and even but that's where <laughs> Dexter tells um, another sort of you know an an outwardly unreliable narrator moment when he says to Harrison, uh, "Yeah, I killed Wiggles." And I took care of Trinity for what mm-hmm. he did to your mother. Mm-hmm. Right. Which it's, isn't uh, right because his mother was, he didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> but we do, we, you know, we, 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 tell our, we tell these stories to ourselves and then, or we tell stories to other people to help them come, come over to our side. You know, he can't yeah. say, I killed Trinity and then he, you know, and then came home and found out you were dead. Can't explain it. Right. Yeah. He, he, he flipped this narrative in order to win his son over. Um, which is very human. Sure, of course. You know, of course. It's, it's we're always writing that line of like Dexter the psychopath and Dexter the human, and I don't know. I no, it's that. um. Michael even at that it was, was just like that's not what really happened. I was like, I know. Right? <laughs> like, oh, I was like, you're winning over your son. He's like, oh yeah, that's great. Okay. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> no, that um that moment is a. You know, Harrison obviously wasn't around for the first three seasons, right? But it does feel like a a. Again, I probably said this a couple times already, but like a a hundred and four episode buildup to get there, and something that you did on this episode that, uh, uh, to my memory, I don't recall it happening. But again, if we go back to earl- earlier old school Dexter, we're actually seeing the bone saw. I don't, I can't ever recall Dexter doing it in front of everyone. That was another thing I really wanted to do in this episode. I wanted to like this time. We really are going to see it. We're gonna. We're going to show something gross and horrible mm-hmm. uh, because now, now our job isn't watching Dexter. Our job is watching Harrison and how he's responding to this thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, again, my, my wife, when she was watching, she was like, oh, my God, what is that? Ah, that's horrible. <laughs> and I was like, I know, isn't it? Because we've shielded that from you all these years. You know, there's like. Of course. Yeah. There's like, there's like one. I can't remember what episode it was, but it was like. Dexter grabbed a leg and it slipped out of his hands and it was done for like comedic effect. Um, in the first four seasons, I, I, 
I want to say it's season four, episode one, when he kills Benny Gomez, and he's it's, sort of really tired, and he's like yes. hurrying up. Yes, I want to say, it but I'm off top. Yeah, of and that's like the the closest we got to that sort of you know g- gory. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, Marcos, I just said you know I want I want to feel very experiential. I want to feel like Harrison's point of view, ex- soaking in all these things, you know. And be very careful about what are, what's the tipping point for him in, in that scene, you know, uh, the blood coming toward him and all of that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, yeah. It's also kind of funny. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, after all that, you know, the chopping bodies. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of funny. <laughs> he's, just so, like, uh, he's just going, you know, normally I chop him into nine parts. Like he's just Yeah, he's about explaining it, like, it yeah, yeah, the like way I'm you would just, uh, fix uh, doing oil change on your Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you just turn this thing here. And, yeah. <laughs> Because he's uh, that, yeah. I, you know, he just doesn't, under, he's so used to this thing. He just, he has no idea. Yeah. Right. Uh, again, Scott, we, we, uh, I appreciate you coming on. Yeah. Amazing insight into the episode. Again, I'll, I'll repeat it again. Like, you know, as a, as a big of a Dexter fan as I am, uh, um, like I said, I'm still processing it. I feel like I need sure. time to do my fan uh, top episode, but it definitely, at the very least, it's, it's right up there. Um, I want to get you out on this note. We were uh, sort of crowdsourcing. You know, we have season one, we get the ice truck killer, right? Brian Moser. We got the Bay Harbor butcher. Uh, we have the Skinner. We got Trinity killer. Um, I want to say the barrel girls, but I don't think we ever got a name for for Jordan Chase, but uh, uh, DDK, the brain surgeon. Yeah. We Unfortunately, we don't have a name for Clancy Brown, a.k.a. Kurt Caldwell. Because press so doesn't wanted... know about him yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what I wanted to know, and I guess let me ask you here, and feel free to not answer. Do we get a name in the next episode? Or fair enough. So let me throw <laughs> out let me throw out some for you. I love you it. tell me you tell me what um you tell you know, yes or no, maybe if you want to rate them, however you want to do it. Uh um the snow hunter. I like, I like, yeah, yeah that sort of comes from his his roots are that um, Robert. Uh, dang, I just forgot his name. He's a guy that bring women up to he fly them up to uh, Alaska. In Alaska. Yes, I and know what you're talking about. I, I forget the name. Do do horrible things, and then suddenly one day he just let them free, and then he hunts them in the woods. Was that his nickname? I guess that's why that was suggested. The uh, no, no, it wasn't. But oh, uh, he was called something. Yeah. Uh, the runaway killer. I love it. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's the song and everything. Fitting. Like, <laughs> yeah, when the cops come in and they find that record, you know. Uh-huh. Uh ski mask killer. It's eh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Again, these are crowdsourced. I'll let you know yeah, which yeah, one's yeah. mine. Um I like this one here. Frosty the trophy man. <laughs> <laughs> and it fits the holiday spirit. Yeah. <laughs> uh I like this one too. This is uh I think I got this one from Reddit. The Ice Truck Stop Killer. <laughs> uh the lot lizard killer yeah yeah this is my favorite and someone may have suggested it um or i just came up with it on my own i honestly don't remember i'm gonna go with it came up with it let's go i I came up with it no one else influenced me here kurt the crusty crab killer and that's with an a (laughs) not an er it has to end with an a i'm uh i'm gonna share a a a drawing on on twitter on uh tuesday that that one of our uh, one of our PAs drew that um, will make you happy. That, that's, <laughs> she was a, an incredible artist, and she drew uh-huh. something that gave me so much joy. 
And I was like, I'm going to share it on Tuesday. It's going to be great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Uh, so, Scott, once again, thank you. Uh, Again, uh, throw I could throw out as much as uh, uh, claims for Scott, but again, he is writer on episode nine, the family business, executive producer of Dexter New Blood. He also hosts the official Showtime Dexter wrap up podcast. Honestly, great podcast. Uh, uh, throwing in my little two cents here. Yeah. I was not in love with Molly Park, uh, Molly Park or Molly Parker, Molly Park, Molly Park, Jamie Chung. Yeah. And after I listened to your interview with her, which portion of it had nothing to do with Dexter just her background yeah I all of a sudden liked her character it was like a switch I I don't I've rarely had that happen in interviews yeah. and um that was That's that great. was just a great um yeah she's she's yeah. she's something special she's uh she's so likable uh it's great yeah yeah so again, every week, uh, uh, Scott Reynolds does the uh, Dexter wrap up podcast, and definitely tune in because there's some great behind the scenes stuff. And just if you're like me, I love the behind the scenes, just hearing the little, just kind of like what you told us in this episode, uh, this little uh, session here. So Scott, once this again, week we got this week we have Clancy Brown, the uh, Krusty Krab killer himself. <laughs> uh, he he uh, he will be he will be on the show, and then. I talk with Marcos and Hillary, uh, director and DP, and because uh, normally I have the writer on, but it's not me. So, so Scott, it, Scott's interviewing Scott. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's <laughs> it's a, it's really one of my favorite episodes. It's really really good. And there's little yeah. a little talk about the finale too, without no mm-hmm, spoiling. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Uh, we're all very interested, anticipating, and waiting. And um, I guess seven days can't get here fast enough. <laughs> Scott, thank you again. Happy New Year. We Happy New Year. sincerely appreciate you joining us. And um, I don't yeah, know what to thank say. you thank so you. much. This was great. Thank this you. This is Victor. And now that we've exchanged Christmas gift traditions of ugly Christmas sweaters, I am joined by Colton. Colton. Happy 2022. Happy 2022. Seriously. What? 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 We are here to discuss episode nine of Dexter New Blood, the family business. Couple things uh, clearing house before we get into the episode. Honestly, at this point, I have no idea where I'm editing in our award-winning interview with the writer of this episode, Scott Reynolds. This may be before I'm talking right now, maybe after the episode. I have no idea. But such a great interview. We did. <laughs> such a great Victor did a great job. It was so nice being in the presence of all of that the entire <laughs> entire time. So uh, nice. um join join the stream if you want to know what uh Colton's talking about. I mean you one, can hear it in the one... podcast. We were there. It was <laughs> you just um, had to be there for it. We have been getting some submissions for our finale predictions. If you have sent them already, uh, feel free to resubmit because I appreciate you guys sending them. But we got a lot of stuff that happened in this week's episode. Um, So feel free to resubmit. Again, a a few of you have sent them already. Um, I'm assuming I'll I'll send out a t-shirt of sorts. Um, So... Again, feel free to submit. You got to be specific. If you're not specific enough, I can't really attribute it. You know, if you just say uh, um, 
Dexter dies, cool, but you're going to have 18 other people who are saying the same thing. So, you know, by who does it? How does Dexter die? Does Harrison die? I saw a tweet about a cool Dexter spoiler. And I'm sorry if this is going to be a Dexter spoiler, but I really don't consider it. It just said, I've seen the last episode and I can tell you right now. It's the ending that we've all been anticipating and they've been hinting at. And I'm like, that is the most vague shit that you could responsibly or irresponsibly tweet out. It means nothing. Like, I don't I I don't even know what they mean by that. Like, I don't even know what the uh, I don't even know what the yeah. It got posted on Reddit. I saw it on another thread because I'm trying not to follow the Dexter stuff. But I saw that mm-hmm. and I was like, let me see this. And it literally says something along those lines. Like, it was the most vague thing I have ever said. I was like, this person has <laughs> not – this person probably hasn't watched any of this of this season. They just want to get the retweets out there and like that's it. Right, right. Russian probe. <laughs> um, so to get to this episode, uh, um, something I wanted to – kind of throw out there i guess as we do every week uh just a how do i say this a a a quick brief overview on your uh uh, quick thoughts and hits from colton duffy on what he thought of this episode good episode bad episode yes where where do you lie with it um i'm actually lying two different camps on this one um you and me were briefly talking earlier today um you were asking where I, I i put this episode and i my i think my wording and i was about to text it to you but i didn't was if you were in high school um and you were like sitting there getting ready to apply for colleges you wouldn't get into an ivy league school but you would get into a top tier state state school that was how i like placed this episode like it was pretty good but it wasn't like phenomenal i say that though rewatched it again today because you were telling me about your opinions on it. And I was like, huh, let me rewatch it with a little bit of a different mindset with the podcaster mindset of I'm going to sit here, take notes and stuff like that. Completely changed my mindset on this one. I'm actually now rake. I'm, I don't know if I want to put this as the number one episode that I've ever seen, but I will easily say top three of all time, maybe one or two, maybe I still don't know if I could say number one though, but easily top mm-hmm. three spot. Like it's, it's getting a medal if it was at the Olympics. um right right i uh um again i I may be repeating myself here but after the episode ends usually me and jen in the chat will will message talk about the episode and i you know it was like my gut reaction i was sort of completely floored at how good this episode was um like I was telling Scott, I am still trying to debate if this was the best Dexter episode ever, which almost completely contradicts how I felt last week, where I was almost down on the series, New Blood. And then I feel like this episode, just all those loose ends, there's still some out there, don't get me wrong, but just felt so, so well done. Uh, so I am obviously in the camp of Again, debating if this is, you know, when you, you put the classic best Dexter episodes, you have somewhere, and I forget the episode towards the end of season two, you have the getaway season four finale, um, you know, the pilot or the finale of season one. Mm-hmm. Regardless, uh, I do think this sits up top there. So yeah. like you said, you know, if it's not the best, maybe it's somewhere around there. Um, 
So it's, it's cool that we we. Mm-hmm. No, it's just, it's just so in all it's just so hard to beat episode one, a season one. But it's also not a fair comparison. I feel like that's that's my right. thing, and I think that's what I don't like is I'm trying to compare it to something that I don't think is necessarily fair. So, mm-hmm. but that yeah, uh, yeah, that's all I can say. Well, let's get into the actual episode where we start. We are. Again, I'm not 100% sure of the time frame. Actually, can I go back a second? My apologies. I don't know if you've heard me say this already, but to me, part of the reasons why why this episode to me was like top tier, I felt like this episode was a combo of seasons one through four. Did you hear me say that to Scott? Or am I repeating yes. myself here? Uh, and then again, that, yeah. just, just to the podcast listener, like season one... You know, we have the obviously callback when we start the episode that we're, we're back in Miami, early classic Miami Dexter with the stalking and the kill uh, in regards to season two. You have the cabin burning as well as the Bay Harbor butcher stuff in general. Uh, the season three vibes with uh, Dexter teaching Harrison the code, much like teaching show and Miguel. And then with Kurt being similar to Trinity in uh, uh, stature and age, uh, coupled with Harrison born in blood season four. So you just have this like combo episode of just smashing in you know Dexter seasons one through four and I think I felt that all during the episode I'm just like oh man this is like season one this is like season two and then like the, I, I want to say actually now that I go back and look of it I feel like there's more season three with Miguel in this episode than anything just the the explanation of the code and stuff you know what I mean and again we can yeah. talk about it as the episode goes on yeah, I had definitely had some notes on some of it because I didn't catch, I guess, like that, that, like what you were saying, what you were telling Scott, the love, like it was kind of like a love story, or, or Scott was saying about that. It was just like this was his like love story to Dexter, and I didn't catch some of that at first. I was like, huh. And so when I rewatched it again, I was like, oh shit. I was like, okay, this is there. There's definitely some nice little throwback season one here, season two, season three, season four. I was even getting a little bit after that, which. I could also just be thinking some of that stuff, but there was definitely mm-hmm. a lot of like nudge, nudge, wink, wink to the fans in this, which I thought was definitely fun. like, and one of my favorite lines is like, is in the, actually it is in this one because it connects to season one. Um, and we'll get to that in a minute, but when he like says this one, line, I was just like, I didn't even catch that the first time, which I feel like a r- idiot for not catching it. But <laughs> yeah. And I'll, I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. Um. Oh God, I ju- I just lost my train of thought of what you were just saying something, and I was just gonna say, and I completely forgot it. So never fucking mind. <laughs> Our episode starts out at undisclosed time, and I think we're in that season one territory. Dexter doing a classic stalk and kill on Mister Wiggles, and then I don't know. I I forget the time frame. Uh, what the terminology here is, but he's sort of like breaking the fourth wall i don't know if that's what it is but like when he's kind of you think he's, he's the voiceover he's the well he's the voiceover but his voiceover is also talking to harrison but he's also yeah. will stop mid-scene and like talk to us but he's actually talking to harrison you know like what is it he says at one point like the, he's like something like whatever he's like got the guy the clown tied down and he's like I didn't do it or something like that. He's like, they always say that or something. Say, yeah, but he like looks at us. Yeah. 
And you know what was cool too? And I didn't I didn't even realize this and I until I go to uh in the top right of our stream here, I have I, I take a few screenshots from the episode just to refresh people if they're watching. And um I didn't even realize that the aspect ratio on the episode changes. So the episode starts out, it's full 920 by 1080. When they go to New Blood Current Day, it goes to like Letterbox. Um, it's just a, it's a cool and it's just like really putting you in where we are, you know, two thousand something versus twenty twenty one. Kind of like you were saying, the voiceover is witty. I think just like this whole tone is season one. I feel like mm-hmm. e- even the way like Dexter, his voice just has like more of more of that season one tone to it. Uh, they're obviously playing the Daniel Licht music. They're they're yes. going sort of like playing the hits of uh season one and two. Um uh so that guy just said this in the chat and it's something I didn't have in my notes. Did you see the Joker uh for Joaquin Phoenix movie? As uh, the first time I watched it and I kinda got a little bit annoyed at first because of that. I was like, really? I really kind of feel like y'all are kind of stealing a little bit of this. Then when I watched it the second time, I was like, you know what? This is more just I can't get that. It's a, it's a creepy clown. Then I I mean at that point I guess I say, well did you steal this from it? Do you steal this from you know like yeah, I was really yeah. kind of trying to catch myself on being like that hard on it because it is different. It's different, but it's definitely like reminiscent. I would say that. Yeah, um, I think obviously you you talk about clowns. You're gonna go to Joker it. The only part where I think they're really trying to to nail that point home, but again, this episode almost has nothing to do with Mr. Wiggles as more Mr. Wiggles as an idea, like an abstract idea. It's just the scene when he's in the mirror doing the makeup. That's like a shot for shot yeah. recreation of uh, um of Joker. Um, and then just the way he's explaining the code, you know, I feel like we've lost that sort of. Dexter stalking over the course of 105 episodes. I feel mm-hmm. like we lost that and it was just like so cool to like re-show us, reintroduce us to the code and like how it's supposed to go and everything. We don't mm-hmm. we don't even like season 8 we talked about. We don't get like the cool stalking and the fun part of it. It was just kind of like there, you know. Yeah. Um, and then I like the cheeky fun stuff like we get here. Um like a soft reset and again um a tribute episode to dexter as a whole so this is if you're gonna have a tribute episode you gotta have something like this to reset us and it was nice because i had mentioned this before and i and i and i i i said this to you in the in the text message when i was like some like questions to ask scott um you know it was nice having and uh angela sorry angel on it was nice having angel on a couple episodes ago it's like oh cool you're kind of tying in like hey remember how this used to be remember how dexter was this is a cool character from the past and stuff like that this episode starts i literally they have the music that that corning dexter tv show oh it's miami we have to have this latin like nonchalant music in the background it's sunny like you can see them i think it's sunny this isn't it's like a set this isn't just like oh we're in a set and we're gonna say we're in miami like you feel like i'm walking in and as i was when i was in miami i started sweating under my boobs (laughs) and i was just like i'm in miami like this is this is cool this is a care because and you you and um uh, Marissa had said this in in the first season that they make Miami a character, 
And right. it was cool seeing that. Like this little this little shot right here was one of the f- best parts of this episode to me. It, I don't know what Co- it was. Colorful. It was so yes, it was colorful. It wasn't this dead snow. It was awesome. Like I loved this. This was so cool that they added. Just so so nice. And part of the reason why I think this episode got us back on track during the the new blood season is I think we get a lot of good depth this episode and she was missing, you know, she was not as prevalent and prominent the past two Mm -hmm. episodes or so. And this week she's back. Kind of like I was talking with uh, Scott, just even like sometimes she just shows up and just gives like a head nod. But even like here again, well, I don't even know what dimension we're in here, but like there's a time where like, Dexter's going to like stab him and Deb is the one who says no. So it's almost like if he stabs him during the story, that means he's telling Harrison. But like we're talking about a recreation of a story and a ghost dead sister is the one who's stopping him. Like we are yeah. in like the eighth dimension of, of something. <laughs> um, but overall, Deb being back, I think, is a big positive for this episode. She brings a um, lot of emotions in this a lot of emotion is brought in by her. Like, it's really good. It's really nice having her in. And then, like, Dexter, I think, finally cuts to the core. And so, something we've been talking about this whole season, right? It's like, can't this, can't Dexter and Harrison just finally talk already? Mm-hmm. And, like, here we just finally get Dexter just, you know, point blank. If you cut away all the conversations they have, Harrison, why are we like this? Our mothers were born in blood. Like, finally Harrison doesn't have to feel so lonely. And, you know, we're really going to talk about how Dexter really lets him know, like he, he ain't by himself here, but, um, Mm -hmm. you know, finally just, we get that relation. Uh, um, and he even uh says, um, Harrison even says at one point, like, it's like, I didn't, I didn't know that you were also born like the same way. And so that was kind of cool that they, they got that little bit, bit of that. That was nice. Yeah. Uh, like I said, while I do think this was the best, I think this is by far the best episode of the season. Uh, I was ready to be disappointed by the way Dexter is shying away from saying he kills them. Like, if you were to pause the episode right there, I was like, oh man, are they really not, are they going to do everything except let Harrison know? And I'm glad he didn't in this scene because you sort of like need the episode to play out mm-hmm. and build up. Like, you know how they. And, I feel like we don't get that in Dexter. Like this was just a perfect plotting the way the episode goes to what obviously we'll talk about it later, but you get that eventual reveal of the way he tells him. Um, yeah, I guess that's what I'd say. I was ready to be disappointed. And then I was very satisfied at, towards the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, I think part of why this episode works so well for me is so Harrison goes to bed and like Dexter's tying up those loose ends. We talked about it last week. Like, hey, what happens to this guy he killed in the cabin? Other Dexter episodes, I feel like, would have just let this hang out there. Like, yep, mm-hmm. this happened. It's Dexter. Like, Dexter goes and makes sure he takes care of it, you know, which was I thought was really cool that he took care of it. Um, then you have that, you know, we're cheekily playing uh, the most wonderful time of the year, the Christmas music. <laughs> Um, kind of insane that this is Christmas morning. <laughs> like they just get up and it's like, yeah, we almost just died. Cool, cool. 
Dexter gets Harris some gifts, Harrison some gifts, and it's nice to see, you know, sort of like the best part of the episode is the idea of Dexter really, truly, seriously connecting with someone, obviously mm-hmm. his son, uh, after all we've been through this season. Um, Dexter getting Harrison the rifle. I think this is, again, like if you go back to season one, Dexter of the flashbacks of Harry teaching Dexter. Um, just a very father-son type thing going on. Yeah. Um, I... We give the show shit sometimes for whether it's sloppy or lazy writing. I like that they... Like, Harrison was smart enough, and obviously anyone would have been like, but like, hey, <laughs> why does Kurt want to kill me? Right? Like, why am I the target here? And Dexter lies because he isn't 100% you know, percent truthful in what he does, but it connects in Harrison's mind, you know, kind of like, I guess the way like you explain to your kids something like you're not telling them the whole truth, but as long as they understand yeah, the whole, <laughs> and obviously we're, we're talking about uh, um, killing here. Um, have you ever had a loud, ugly Christmas sweater like this? Was this ever a thing for you? Not in like in real not in like realistic world but like like i've done the like work parties where we've had like ugly sweater contest but um like an actual sweater and stuff like that no i had a superman sweater that my grandma made me when i was really little and that was <laughs> badass i have photos of it yeah that's badass it's a superman symbol well eight-year-old colton <laughs> loved that shit <laughs> It was so funny the way you said it. It's like, no, I didn't have a Christmas sweater, but I had a Superman sweater. Yeah, it was badass. Anyways. I'm jealous. The the Christmas morning scene at Angela's. So awkward. Dude, I literally have it in my notes. It's cringy. It's like cringy. Not not cringy bad. It's cringy like. Oh, like the way he goes to give her a kiss and she turns the cheek, but like Dexter doesn't even notice, which almost no. makes it worse. <laughs> like if he um, – Dexter's already uh, – we've talked about this. Dexter's already emotionally delayed, right? Like we know, we get yeah. that. He's emotionally delayed. He – like again, he doesn't pick up on things. And I, I and I'm wanting to think it's because he's so distracted because he's like, oh, I'm with Harrison. I'm trying to fit in. So, so maybe that's why he's not picking it up. And, and and I'm I'm not I'm not I am actually not knocking the show because I'm just like he doesn't pick it up but they make it so obvious for a reason too and it's just like dude like how are you not like like picking like what does it even says like like something about the sweaters and then um he's just like in his own head he's just like another Christmas accomplished as he's like eating the monkey bread <laughs> and it's just yeah. like dude you are not like like because the, oh the book when he gives her the book and stuff like that and she's just like thanks like. Ah, it was so awkward. And it's so. interesting. It's interesting because we, the viewer, know what's going on, but Dexter has no idea, and he's obviously so wrapped up in his son, but he has absolutely no idea what Angela's up to. Even the way the episode ends, Dexter's like, I'm the breakfast wizard. I'm going to make some eggs and bacon. And Angela <laughs> just like received like the worst news that she maybe, she almost like confirms everything she's thinking. It's just interesting where... Dexter has no idea what's None. going on. And like this, 
you know, this scene here, just like there. And the Christmas sweaters add like a a weird to it, like, you know. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, just really cringy. Um, well, and that even kind of shows the difference, though, between Dexter and Harrison, because he's like, well, yeah, we got to do this. It, it's a tradition I started. It fits in and stuff like that. But Harrison's even kind of like, yeah, like, I'll just stick with this. It, it shows that they're not Harrison and Dexter aren't the same. We're we're, we're, we're seeing like, you know, this whole episode, they've been doing this whole thing where, like, they turn the plates the same and all like as you like hated. Right. They're making them like, oh, they're one in the same. They're one in the same. I, I feel like this starting like this little moment right here, and it gets bigger obviously as we move along. That Harrison's not he's not the same as Dexter. Is he's he's da- he's damaged. Like he's definitely a damaged person, but he's actually fitting in. Like he is fitting in. He's got like some right. like issues, but it's like, dude, he's Harrison doesn't need to be told how to fit in. Like he actually kind of knows how to. Because <laughs> right, he's right. not next. That's a good to, point. Know. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't need yeah. the, the training. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. He doesn't. He doesn't need the training. Like he's he's doing it. Like, yeah. That's a good point. I hadn't even I hadn't even thought of. I just was like, I think I was just so along for the ride. I didn't even like over my head. Um, Krabby Cake shows up, Kurt, and <laughs> so for, was it that, that we're calling him that. Yes. Let me tell you what happened. Let me give you a little behind the scenes here. Watch the episode like I do at 12 o'clock. My son woke up about 2.30. I was up with him from 2.30 to 4.30. Sometime around 9, 10 a.m., Scott agreed to come on the episode. And all day, i just been like, holy shit, what do I ask him? What do I do? How do I go about this? So I'm doing my notes. And I don't even know why, because I've never said this. I This is my notes. Doorbell, doorbell rings and who shows up but Ole, O-L-E, Krabby Cakes Kurt. <laughs> I, am, I am mentally fried right now. I'm just letting everyone know. I'm running on fumes. That's Ole Krabby Cakes shows up and I think this is great villain stuff here. Like, again, um, he did this last episode. Oh, when, when he did with Angela about Iris and he's just like, hey, yes. really sorry for your loss. Let's whatever. Um, Love the finger gun because it's yes, (laughs) and you can see like how frightened Harrison is, right? It's just like, oh, damn. Um, so let me ask you something here because I did some uh investigative work myself. I want to bring this up here, even though we're talking about the end of the episode. At the end of the episode, Angela finds her in her mailbox a letter says. Jim Lindsay killed Matt Caldwell. I'm mm-hmm. looking back and wondering why does Kurt show up here? Maybe he knows Dexter's there and Harrison. But he makes that I remark. Th- Remember, what? he's like, oh, if I'd known y'all had been here, I would have brought y'all something. Unless he's saying that to like, like try to like be more threatening to them or something like that. Well, so l- let me let me say this. I thought the reason why Kurt showed up was to drop off the letter. But in this scene, once the scene ends, the letter is not in the mailbox. No. And then obviously it's later that day when all of this happens. And then in the morning, once they come back after the cabin. So we're talking about 24 hours, give or take. Who do we think put that letter there? I assumed it was him. 
excuse me, excuse me. Let's save that for oh, the okay, end okay. of the episode. I I I, I asked oh, the wrong okay, question. Okay, my my question, I guess, was why does Kurt show up here? I think I'm a little uh, blurry why at, he actually at, shows up. At this point, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Like I at, later on, I think I know what I just answered out loud. But um, I, I at this point, I thought I don't think he was there for Dexter. I don't know if he really even thought Dexter would be there or not. I mean, his truck would have been out there, so he can't be that surprised. Um, but I, I think I have maybe, an answer. Okay, then go. Yeah, because I'm just gonna probably BS something. So yeah, go ahead. <laughs> you ever, uh, um, you ever like maybe text your wife or just ask her something just to gauge if she's mad at you or not? It's like, hey, babe, uh, um, what's for dinner tonight? Just to see, and you know how she answers you, whether or not she's mad at you. Yeah. I think the way I think Kurt maybe just went over there just to suspect, like, hey. Do you know anything? Like, you know what I mean? Just like a feeler. I, I guess. Oh, is what with I Angela. Could, I could, mm-hmm. Just like putting a feeler out there. Kind of like what he did with Dexter originally when he was testing Dexter like mm-hmm. three or four mm-hmm. episodes ago. Mm-hmm. That's a good, that's a good observation. Okay. Um, that's just, as you were talking, it just sort of, sort of made sense to me. Um, Makes sense. Angela does some detective work with the veterinarian who we had seen. And again, this is what I like that they're, the whole ketamine M99 thing is a whole other thing we'll get to later. Um, did you see the callback here when the woman is reading off the names of people who had bought ketamine? No. A Chung. Does that mean anything to you? And it's fine because you 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 arrived to the podcast late mm-hmm. in terms of season six, and I. I've admittedly been the super fan of Dexter. A Chung wow. is Albert Chung, aka Albert fucking Chung of season three fame from Masuka. He goes, oh uh, yeah, he's like he's Albert fuck- fucking Chung. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, so I think that that was a, and I I meant to bring that up to Scott because I know he would have loved that we caught that. Um, yeah, what are the but, odds that they put H? Uh, yeah, what's the odds <laughs> of that, right? And that nobody knew, right? Um, but then obviously the, the reveal here is uh, um, that Jim also took some. What, what, what Harrison AF Chung. That's funny. Albert Fred Chung. Yeah. Sorry. Harrison and Dexter are playing with the drone that we all knew was going to come back in some way. I honestly thought it was going to come back to hurt Dexter, but what it actually does here is help him hurt Kurt. Yeah. Help Dexter. Um, Harrison tells Dexter the truth about what happened with Ethan earlier in the season. Um, It was just kind of cool. And, you know, something that if I wanted to engage Scott longer with stuff, you know, I just remember this moment with my parents, and I. You're probably your daughter's too young to have this moment, but do you? Did you have a moment with your parents where you were like, "Hey, remember that huge thing I lied about?" Obviously, it wasn't fucking stabbing someone, but I feel like we've all had this moment as children with our parents of apologizing, but it's like also like, "Hey, how did you know?" Whether it's yeah. like you 
you were late ho- coming home or you were at a party, et cetera, whatever, whatever the case. You got is. trouble at school and then you get home and your teachers called your, your mom, but you didn't know that they <laughs> you didn't know that they knew how to use a phone and so you get home and your right, right, mom's right. like So I heard I, I heard you were on the playground and you said shit, huh? What? <laughs> <laughs> Not that that's a real story that really happened or anything, but <laughs> oh. I just like the way it's like classic. Uh even like the way the beginning of this episode Dexter and Harry, I, I want to think this was intentional. Dexter and Harrison are around the fireplace, and it's the same way, you know, hey, everyone, gather around the fireplace while daddy tells some stories. Like, mm-hmm. and it's Dexter tell, talking about how he's going to, how he stalks and kills someone. Um, Harrison, this is the moment, I was talking with Scott, where, where Deb shows up, because Harrison is sort of showing that he wants slash needs a little more justice with the code, right? Because at this point, Harrison thinks you scare them. Like, how does that work? And you could just tell, you know, we, he, we could he, tell he, the audience. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. Um, Harrison can feel it. We, the audience can feel it, that Harrison is. Yeah. Wants more from this. And, you know, like, Give an inch, take a foot here, right? Like Harrison sort of starts revealing, like, "Hey, at like age twelve, I wanted to kill Trinity," and all the makings are there. Harrison's showing the signs, but this great Deb appearance, and this is where it's probably one of my favorite Deb moments because it's like I don't even know how to explain this. When she shows up, I know what she's going to do, and she does it. It's just that quick little nod. She's just in the background. She's just like like he said, like Scott said, were you there for this part of the interview? Mm-mm, no. So, so I said I was bringing up this scene while not talking about this scene. And what was really cool was Scott was like, yeah, that was Jennifer Carpenter all by herself. I had written out words for her. And she came to me and she said, hey, let me do this. And she's just in the corner, I think arms folded, and she just goes, because that you could tell Dexter wants to tell him right. more, um, but he said this was all by Jennifer Carpenter herself, which that's, is amazing. Because like it just awesome. it fits it fits so much better than anything she could have said. You know, mm-hmm. uh, um, less is more. You know, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> this is kind of crazy when you think about it too. This is all taking place over the course of twenty four hours. I guess maybe thirty six by episodes end. Um, Later, Angel is listening to the Molly podcast episode on the Bay Harbor Butcher. Uh, mm-hmm. Perfect timing with Dexter calling to try and get out of Christmas plans. Did you go on a hike? Excuse to stalk kill. I'm just setting up stuff here so yeah, we can yeah, talk yeah. about the, the bigger stuff here. Um, Angela obviously seems to be on board with what Molly thinks that the Bay Harbor Butcher is still out there. Um. Something last week that I don't think I was dismissive dismissive of you, but if I was, you you can still hear me because you dropped out of the Zoom. Yes, yes. Sorry, I was pulling up. Okay, my notes. no, no. It's it's fine. It's fine. You could you could do it. It's fine. Um, I may have been dismissive last week, but if if I was, let me know. And obviously, I I apologize. You said like, "Hey, is Molly dead?" Mm-hmm. And I said, "No, there's no way." In my head, they wouldn't not show molly being killed as soon as angela calls molly and she doesn't pick up in my brain if my brain could spit out thoughts 
it would have said if I would have had a bubble, it would have was dot dot dot. Damn, Colton was right. <laughs> like <laughs> as soon as she doesn't pick up, because why have that scene in there for her not yeah. to pick up? Like she either picks up or she doesn't. And I was if she saying, doesn't. It's supposed to mean something. And to give myself credit, when you were saying no, I was like, yeah, I was like, maybe she's not. I was like, you know, because in in my head I'm sitting there like, well, why did they have him sitting at that that embalming table? And I'm like, well, I'm like, maybe he's like going, like he's prepping things and stuff like that. We don't know. I was like, and she's been a pretty big character. I was like, if they're going to kill her, they're going to show her. I was like, she's probably not. And so this reveal even (laughs) got me. I was just like, oh, shit, I was kind of right. (laughs) Like, but I didn't know I was right. Well, let me, well, let me tell you, it wasn't that, it wasn't the, the embalming is what made you suspicious. But if you remember the the what what made you what made you put two and two together is you said the last episode Kurt's outside looking at the ta- Iron Lake Tavern. Oh, right, 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 right. He's watching yeah. her. He's specifically watching her because Angela walks away and he keeps mm-hmm. focusing on her. And I'm like, okay. And then it shows him in the embalming room later. And then I'm just like, okay. Right. In my yeah, head, I'm like, yeah. well, maybe he's prepping. Like that's how he preps. And we're gonna see he's actually kidnapped her again or something like that. But I think now I was I think that when it showed him at the embalming table, he was he was working on his doll. Turns like, out he was, he was. Yeah. Didn't yeah. even know. Um, I, this is something I need more time to process and why anyone would care what my favorite moment of this episode is. To me, I think the moment where I think I was watching and just like so into the episode, like usually I'm watching and I'm thinking about a lot of stuff. But the moment I was like, I almost felt like I was on set watching it dexter is preparing to get all this stuff together that you know they 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 think they found a bunker and they're going to go at nighttime mm-hmm. so dex is getting his stuff ready and deb being the voice of reason right like dexter thinks harrison's all ready to to take everything in and deb is like hey and it's kind of like what the <laughs> the the crutch that this show sits on was dexter's only way out being taught the code or mental institution or prison and we could have that debate and everything but right you know deb saying like hey don't fuck up your son here there are other ways to do about this but the moment that had me just like a little kid watching tv is when dexter kind of snaps back at her and deb's always the one barking at dexter dexter barks back at deb and like fucking grabs her head right like and also like it's like a season-long eruption of like Dexter thinks he's right, and in the end, like this is, you know, Dexter teaching his son to kill, and how we we always talk about how arrogant Dexter is. Like he thinks he knows yes. best. He no one could possibly be whatever. And I feel like this is him explaining that and yelling that to his fucking ghost dead sister. Um, it's just so funny when you start saying it like that. Um, but. This is where I feel like Deb is in a win-win situation. Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah, you get to fucking teach him the code and you fucking love it. Like, you arrogant... F- like, she says it early this season, you arrogant fuck. Yeah. Like, no matter what way this all happens, it's just... It's so it's so cool to have someone there to check Dexter. And again, it's, it's ghost Deb and it's not a real person, but at least his thoughts are in his head. You know, we can go into an a whole long rant about Deb's purpose in Dexter's head, but to shorten it, 
I just love that no matter which way he Dexter knows this is wrong mm-hmm. through via <laughs> Deb incarnation. Dead Deb, but yes, um, <laughs> it's it's so it's so funny explaining it. Kurt sprays Dexter's house slash cabin with propane. Um, obviously, he thinks he's in there and waiting outside to shoot them. Mm-hmm. This is where again, uh, it's not a direct correlation to season two, but if we're just talking about burnt cabins. In the end, mm-hmm. you know, somewhat of a of a relation. I can see that. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. And then at the same time, we have Dexter and Harrison showing up to Kurt's cabin. And as we somewhat surmised last week that they come across this bunker, you know, we were like, hey, where did Kurt run to? We assume it's one of these bunkers, right? I mean, right. this one had the lock just, on it he, and everything. Right. Yeah, I mean, he, he just disappeared. Disappears. Yeah. Um. And then through this moment, through the camera, Kurt sees Dexter and Harrison. And I felt watching the episode, even if you paused it and asked me right there, I was like, oh, shit, we're about to get something huge. I don't know what we're about to get. I just know we're going to get something big. We entered the lair. Uh, I So I had some of this conversation with Scott off air. And I'm not okay. betraying any trust here because I... I uh, this is just stuff that is in the episode. So I'm like, I told him, I was like, hey, I'm a funeral director slash embalmer. Part of the reason why I'm bringing this up for the for the podcast is Dodge Embalming Chemicals, which Colton one time s- sent me a Dodge, an old school antique, I think it was like early 1900s Dodge Embalming bottle. And Dodge is still around today and it's the main supplier of embalming chemicals they're like the number one company in the united states at least in this room you have dodge embalming chemicals they're the bottles there um hmm. did you notice that at all when you saw no it? i i i i was I'll, I'll i'll bring up my noticing thing that i wanted to ask you later but uh no i i didn't notice that so that's that's kind of cool they put dodge in it okay yeah and the reason why the dodge headquarters is actually in boston where this is filmed it's obviously fictional town iron lake new york but right. they're actually filming in uh, uh, Massachusetts. They're not filming in Boston. So I just was curious if they got the thing there. And what was so funny about it is Scott Reynolds, who has all control over this episode, and he he's the one who put everything together in terms of like who says what, what action is going to happen. He was just like, I have no idea. The prop director does that. <laughs> so he, like, he couldn't even answer me. Um, I am curious to know if that – anyway um, – I don't want to harp on it too long, but what was it a a, a embalming related question or it was going to be okay? So I'll just go ahead and like say it since we're already here. It was my my biggest thing on this one. I was like, because you were talking, you're like, no, this is number one Dexter episode. I love it, and I was like sitting in my head, I'm like, but he has these all these bodies embalmed, and Victor's willing to look past that. I was like, interesting. <laughs> That's my that's my thing. Yeah, like I said, I get we have to look the other way, but I was like, to me, I'm just like in my head, not knowing you, I would have been like, yeah, you involve somebody, you can prop them up like that. It works just fine. Put some PVC pipe in their bones, and you got it. You can go to town. So what's really funny? What's funny about that? Let me um, everyone gather around the fireplace. Let uh, Daddy Vic (laughs) tell you some stories. In other countries around the world, and you may have seen pictures of this, it's usually 
chalky, corny, sus suspect Facebook articles or links. Other parts of the world, for whatever reason, when they your traditional funeral that you've been to a visitation, the person is laid out in the casket, arms crossed. We've all seen it, six feet mm-hmm. under, right? Other parts of the country, of the world, some of the time they do these elaborate displays where the person is either sitting or they're like on a bicycle. Have you ever seen these? I've seen some of or like they'll be like buried like in a car or um well, not necessarily buried. I'm talking about displayed to view. Yeah, I've seen some of those. Yeah, I've I've seen some. Yeah. Um and so I about ten or so years ago, I wanted to be ambitious and I wanted to actually try this. You have to get the right family to agree to it. And who the hell wants to see grandma sitting on the chair with a cigarette in her hand playing poker with cigarettes dead, right? Like that's not right. what we're used like, to. Yeah, yeah. It's just what, what not, we're not, not used to. Um, so for purposes of the show, you are 100% right. There's no way they would be standing up like this. I mean, I guess they could be. They could be if 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 they're not. I mean, not if you had like a, like a, like a strap system, like holding them to the back. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, like the little dolls you get when you get like the action figures at Walmart, and they have the little twist thing. You got to sit and there. The twist ties. <laughs> yeah, you can't tell it's mm-hmm. Christmas, and I didn't do a bunch of those for my daughter. But yeah. <laughs> I guess you could have, have those. <laughs> they have they have the new snaps on the back that you just turned out. Yeah, yeah. Um, dad life, right? Um, so the reason why this didn't bother me. Is only because what I was able. First of all, let, let me throw this out there as a as a huge um, disclaimer. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed this episode so much that the the plot, possible holes, and everything went over my head. Like I didn't even bother me about how Dexter and Harrison got Kurt down those down that bunker. I don't even care. Like. How did it, like none of that bothers me? I just enjoyed mm-hmm. the episode so much, and I've said time and time again, if I enjoy your shit so much, I am not gonna nitpick stupid little shit. But once I don't like the episode, I just start navigating towards everything. In a fictionalized, heightened reality world like we talk about, Dexter, if this was Kurt perfecting what he wanted his trophies to be, it's doable. Is it? campy is it would this would this hold the test of time of 20 some odd years probably not but maybe it's air seal tight mm-hmm. where no no air can get in there's no microbes that can get in and uh, um yeah what is it linen linen's the, his the, corpse is what's that like in linen right isn't linen like in right like and granted i i understand like there's a process behind that and stuff like that you know like monthly upkeeps and stuff mm-hmm, like that mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. like his corpse like it's, it looks like he died yesterday from what i understand like i have to look into that because you're the second person to have said that and i have i don't know anything about it i mean i know who you're talking about what you're talking about i just didn't know he was still on display from what i understand he's still on display and he looks like there's um it's a, obviously a very like high kept secret but from what i understand he has to go through like an embal- he, he he's obviously deceased but the body goes through like an embalming process like once a month or something like that plus they do like and the 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 concoction that they do is a russian secret you know and stuff like that but when you see photos it's like 
like the dude just died. Like what I've seen, I've never seen it in person. You may see him in person and be like, yeah, oh, yeah, well, yeah, I yeah. just have photos, you know, but yeah, yeah. yeah. I wonder too if what adds here is um the weather, the cold. That I, mean, I, I think would, that may have think. something to do with it, you know. Um, that is my. But the, I, I just say that as like a joke because I was just like, of no, no, all no. the things, yeah, it, it's it's worthy. It's worthy. You know, you, you're not you're not bringing that up to someone who never doesn't pick out plot holes. You're you're talking to someone who obviously. Hey, why did he do it with his right hand instead of his left? So yeah, it's like it's worthy. You're not you're not wrong in that. I think it just shows like my interest in the episode. You know what I mean? Like if it's good, I'll bypass a lot of stuff. And I obviously bypassed this. Like I didn't yeah. even over my head. Um where am I? <laughs> See, I, I have like something on the embalming chemical, but it's not even worth bringing up because that's it's not even nitpicky. It's just explaining way too much. Walking down these hall of trophies, Kurt has, mm-hmm. and we have like motion sensors, right? Like as the further they walk, the the each light turns on. I was legit creeped out by this. Were you? Oh no, we lost Colton. Oh, this is such a bad moment to lose Colton. No, I'm here, Colton. I'm here. You there? Oh, okay. Like, okay. It cut out were for you a second. Cre- are were you, you creeped out? Shut up, cunt. Go ahead. One, two, three. Can you hear me? Yes. Can you hear me? Shut up, cunt. Yes, I can hear you. <laughs> were you what creeped out by walking? You, know like you just you just like blacked out my audio just for a fucking joke at this point. I didn't even put it past it. Like you like, hey, I'm gonna pause his screen really quick. Oh um, my god! Um, yeah, it was I? Yes, every time it comes on, because you see the different girls, you see the different girls coming up, and then it, it ends with Molly. I mean, Ewe's eerie to the max. Uh, easily the the eeriest thing to happen this episode, um, or this season. Sorry, this season probably top up their eerie things in the actual show. Like it was just something. Yeah, it's campy, but it's like a it's it's a creepy campy. Like I I I I I. Don't like it, but it's like I don't like it because I love it. You know, like if that makes sense. It's unsettling. Like yes, you know what I mean. Like it doesn't even the whole scene, and what Scott brought up that I, I didn't even take into account. But like the whole scene, they're just there. It almost felt like they were alive, but obviously they're dead and embalmed. But they're also the way Scott explained it was: it's all of his trophies, all of these girls watching Dexter kill Kurt, which we'll get to in a second. But they're like there. They're obviously on display, and this is how Kurt had them. But they're also like viewing all of this happen, which I think was like a good way to put it or frame That's it. That's cool. I didn't even think why. about that. Right, that's right, very right. cool. Yeah, and that's that's from Scott, obviously not from me. I am legitimately, was legitimately sad when Molly is there. Like what that poor girl must have went through and just like, I knew she was dead because, like I said, when they picked up the, the phone and she didn't answer, I knew she was dead. But, like, seeing her there and I was expecting it, but actually seeing it was like, oh, that that doesn't feel right. Well, and and I don't know if this was intentional from the actress or if this was the 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 show did it. But if you notice, they are sitting there like um, all – and I can't do this because I'm on my phone. But all the, the girls, their are arms – yeah. But hers are behind, like she's patiently waiting for something. Right. And I, something about that little tiny difference creeped me out even more and made me almost a little more sad. Like, 
Like maybe she's not dead. Maybe she's just knocked out because she's a tiny bit different. You yeah, know, like yeah. it was, I, I hear that. Yeah, I, I felt it too. I know you're talking about, and may, maybe it's just to put more emphasis on Molly because she meant more to us. You know, yeah, the, yeah. Nine episodes in, Harrison realizing that his dad serves justice. Um, he just comes just right out and asks, "Hey, did you kill Wiggles?" And when he was like, "Yes," and then he said, "I also killed Arthur Mitchell." I was like. Oh shit. We're really going to get into it here. I did the classic gasp when he actually said it cuz he was just like it's almost the same way like a a boy and a girl would be like I love you and the girls oh my god me too and like you know they start like mate whatever like Dexter even goes so far as to kiss him on his forehead like god I could finally oh you hate this I hate Dexter for this. I don't hate. I don't hate this moment in the show. I hate Dexter Ex- for this because explain what he says is, and I killed Arthur Mitchell, the one who killed your mother, or something like that. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You killed Arthur Mitchell, not knowing he had killed the mom. No, and the mom is dead because <laughs> of you. Because I of you. hated Dexter, and I don't. I'm not saying that this is a, a plot hole that they didn't know what they were yeah. writing and stuff like that. You hate the character. Yeah, I hate the character, and I think this is the moment that I want to. I'm glad you brought this up because we're about to get into something else, and I think this is the moment that something switches in Harrison. And something switches in the way that the show is told. And I think it's intentional for this reason. I, I really I, I really actually think that there's an intentional moment to this. And I, oh, I wish I could have been able to talk to Scott. Um, <laughs> so let, let me add something to yeah. you. Let me, let me add something to what you're saying. And I wonder if this dispels anything that you're talking about. We, me and you, as the podcast community, what we talked about, we always talked about that. Dexter is an unreliable narrator. Yeah, what yeah. he's saying, mm-hmm. he doesn't exactly believe. So what Scott said, and it, this is actually going to be cool because you're going to actually be able to listen to the interview. And you, you know, there's. Did you hear Scott talk about this? I didn't actually. No, not. He says, Dex. He so he agrees with us. Dexter is an unreliable narrator, and he is not always telling the truth, or at least how he thinks he tells the truth. But he says in that moment, Dexter think he's, thinks he's telling the truth to Harrison. Hey, I killed Arthur because he killed your mother. When we, the audience, know that's not true. Me, oh. it went over my head. I didn't. I think I was so in the moment, I didn't even connect it. It took until Scott saying it himself. But he knows at this moment, that's Dexter almost trying to connect with Harrison so much is the way I now I take it. This is not all Scott said was Dexter's an unreliable narrator. He even lies when he's telling the truth. He did not kill right when he killed Trinity. He did not know Rita was dead. I take it as Dexter was so desperately trying to like suck Harrison in that he, you know, all this is he's born in blood. Like I even killed your, your mother's killer for you. Um, does that change anything okay. you were going to say or about to say? No. And, and, and like I said, I could be this this fan right now that I'm thinking more than what the writers were 
we're putting in there. But I'll bring I'll bring up like I said, we're about to get into some stuff that I this is the vast majority of my notes is over the next five minutes of that 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 the show is is talking about. So I'm, it does a little bit like what he's saying. It does tie in a little bit with what I'm I'm thinking. Um, but I'm gonna get into it wh- whenever we get into this scene. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, uh, something I think last week we kind of missed the mark on. And I apologize to listeners. Me and you did not give the scene enough credit where Harrison hugs Dexter. We kind of shoot it off. Mm-hmm. And I think we were just a little not satisfied with where the season was headed. So I think what we both said was like, wow, we should have gotten here a lot earlier. That moment had a lot of weight. And we, I at least missed the mark on giving that moment more praise. Yeah. I am I am going to shift whatever moment I was going to give that praise to and shift it to this moment that when like Dexter grabs him by the head and kisses his forehead like I feel like this is worth the payoff of unfortunate waiting for this moment complaining about it for 8 9 episodes I I will I enjoy the payoff here when he finally tells him and he finally says yes I killed these people um for me, that was worth the moment. So, sort of making uh, up for last week. Go ahead. No, and I was actually listening to the uh, his Scott's podcast. Um, and one of the write, I think it was one of the writers. It was either one of the writers or um, one of the director. the director of last episode had said that when they filmed that, like he was actually like tearing up watching it. And I was like, really? I was like, huh? I was like, I didn't get that emotional thing. And no, and I say that I went back and rewatched part of that again. I was like. He does like he latches onto him, not like a sixteen-year-old kid. He latches onto him yeah, like, like a, when like my a when my kid, little like a... daughter, my th- my two two-year-old, almost three-year-old, you know, when her um she gets something not quite right, like when she takes a bite of an apple or whatever, and it's got the sticker in it, and then she's upset because it's got the sticker, <laughs> and she comes running to me. I was like, uh-huh, that's how uh-huh. he leeches out to him, and I was like, I didn't I didn't catch that, and I I actually felt bad about it as well because I was like, I should have been I guess paying a little more attention again. What? Yeah. Cr- kind of bad but it's like i was i guess too much into some of the stuff i I didn't like about it or whatever so yeah yeah no i I, i'm glad we're in agreement there because we did miss the mark and like yeah i I did listen to some of that episode too and like yeah it's like again my 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 child is not old as yours but i totally get that like yeah that jumping on and, and grabbing um um thing there um the classic dexter and again this just feels like seasons one through four here like kurt's packing up his belongings we're assuming he's going to go on the run because he knows dexter and harrison uh i'm not even sure if we brought up that he's burning down his cabin like a fucking maniac yeah Yeah. we talked about it because he's outside with the gun waiting because in in all actuality i kind of thought he was spraying water all over it and i was like i I was like is he gonna home alone dexter like he's just gonna walk out and slip and fall i was like is that (laughs) what he's doing here because that'd be pretty badass i'm not gonna lie (laughs) Um, <laughs> the moment Harrison shows up in Kurt's house and he does the cheeky, yes, just a great, great payoff moment, you know, just a, a nice way to come back. And Dexter comes up behind and he M99 or ketamines him, and we get the setup of the kill room. Um, and again, we're talking about how open Scott said we're like ripping off the band aid, we're, we're being raw with it. Harrison, like, hey, how many times have you done this? And classic Dexter always will get away with a lot. And Harrison's like, no, no, no. Like, in the hundred? Like, how many? Give me a number. 
I feel like that's the that's why like it's stuff like that that makes this classic okay Dexter episode classic all time possibly the best because Dexter says a lot and I feel like 104 episodes prior they say wow okay and Harrison's like no 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 I want to fucking I want a number like give me like tell me don't don't just tiptoe around it like give it to me um kind of like how he does with Miguel or Lumen mm-hmm. you know he's able to skate just a little bit there um they wake up Kurt uh, these are. Um, have you ever had smelt one of these? The ammonia tablets. I never have. I, I uh, smelling salts. I've always wanted to do like. To they're smell not. One. I think I, they're not. We have them at the funeral home for when people pass out. I believe it's ammonia tablets. Um, hold on. I'm googling it here. If you guys are interested in this, this is the segment of the podcast where Victor Googles stuff. Funny, um, while you're Googling that, apparently um, it is really big now in the bodybuilding community to do this. Um, they will, like the actual like like powerlifters and bodybuilding, like, uh, I know powerlifting and bodybuilding is two completely separate things, but it's really big in powerlifting and bodybuilding. Uh, before they do like a competition lift or a competition flexing and stuff like that, they, and you can buy them. You can buy them online. You can buy like packs, like bag, uh, not bags, Sorry, a carton of smelling salts and it's different ones and they'll sit there and they'll just like open the container and just like like suck it in like take a big breath because apparently i i I don't i've never smelled one but it just wipes everything in your mind clear where all you can focus on is what you just inhaled and so you get this crystal clear focus apparently of I, this is what I have to do. I need to get this lift. I need to get this flex. I need to do this. So it's huge because I, I listened to the Joe Rogan podcast and uh, one of the bodybuilder guys, he came on there and was like, yeah, I've got my own brand and stuff like that. Joe Rogan smelled it on the next episode and literally for like five minutes straight, they would start talking about something else and Joe Rogan would stop and be like, all I can think about is those salts. What was we just smell? <laughs> like he couldn't <laughs> think of, he literally was almost high because uh-huh, he couldn't uh-huh. think of anything else other than what had just gone into his body. So I really want to smell them just to see like yeah um (sighs) i i so yes it is uh i thought it's an ammonia tablet jen's backing me up here and it's an ammonia popper it's like ammonia and a glass tube and paper that you break yeah so it's like this little almost like the way salt used to be at mcdonald's oh you you know what you it is in the episode so i spelt one of these ones i think i have it in the jacket somewhere i did it and it like it i blacked out for like five seconds and just started coughing I did it like, God. like kind of like it can't be that bad. What is it? And I did it like it's not a big deal. And I just like, yeah. Um, That's crazy. I want to try. And we are do done it. with the segment of uh, over-explaining ammonia tablets. Kurt explanation <laughs> of what he does. Uh, they're just runaways, hence the song. And after providing for them uh, with a meal and in a room, he kills them to keep them safe forever because they always eventually run away and after you know because what's out there is he saw it (laughs) firsthand for himself of what his dad does which is a bullshit explanation when you kill molly okay i'm just being honest like that's a bullshit explanation when that's a person that you kill because molly is the least runaway person in this entire group just say and, and i'm not mad at the show i'm just like saying like kirk himself i'm like you like killing. That's what you like doing. Yeah. You like this. And like, and like you said, Dexter reads between the lines. Like yes. it ain't it has nothing to do with that. You this is about power. This is about dominance. Um 
yes, like it's it's we know Kurt's lying to himself. Kind mm-hmm. of like the way Dexter is, like, hey, I serve the justice that everything can't. Um, go ahead. And now, this is where I'm going to be interrupting you a bunch, just so you understand mm-hmm. that. <laughs> this is what, and this is why I love this whole episode, or this whole scene right here. I'm even rolling up the sleeves because I like talking about this one so much. He's when he does that, and he even says that's bullshit. He was like, "You like the power? That's what you're in there for." Dexter's talking about him. He's well, he's not talking about himself, but he is talking about himself. And I feel like at this point in the show, we're kind of seeing a little bit of where it's no longer Dexter telling this story. We're now getting glimpses of Harrison being a part of it because they they flashed bits and bits and a bit uh, bits and pieces. They flash little tidbits over to Harrison whenever this whole kill is going on and he's looking at him and he does some like certain little like movements where he's kind of like well, wait this is kind of what you're talking about yourself that's where I, I I'm like wait like that and I, I started catching on to this the next episode or the second viewing of it I could be like I said thinking too much into it but that's kind of what I was taking from this is he's like, when he says that it's like, dude, you're, you're explaining yourself. Like you're to, to, to solidify your point and why I agree, why I agree with you. Cause Dexter at a certain point says no more talking about fathers. <laughs> so I think there's a lot of, yes, talking about yourself, talking about someone else while he's actually talking about yourself. And um, remember, we went into this season. We, we, you know, if I had more time, I could have re-listened to some of our episodes. But remember the theme of this season, father-son relationship. Mm -hmm. And it's on full display here. The only thing that's missing is Kurt, uh, Matt, and you could have a fucking podcast about <laughs> everything that's happening here. I fully agree with you. Mm-hmm. I think it's hitting a little too close to home for Dexter with Harrison there. I think he's riding the high of my son is I, I get to sh- open my world to my son. And mm-hmm. Kurt is almost like shining like a negative light on that. And it's like, no, 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 none of that. You it's, only gonna get more. it's only going to get more. <laughs> Um, because I think right, like where, because you know it's so funny. I have this in my notes too. You just brought it up in, in a good way that I forgot. Again, in my notes, there's a moment where Dexter is talking about how Matt blamed Kurt for all of this, and now Dexter mm-hmm. returns the lines, "Sins of the father." They pan the camera to Harrison, and I have to believe this thematic beat comes back in the next episode. Yes. So yes, there is. There's a lot of. Hey, Kurt and Matt, you're nothing like us. And they're actually the Spider-Man meme. Where it's like Kurt and Matt are pointing <laughs> at like Dexter and Harrison. Uh, that that they're 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 the same. Um a lot to talk about for what may or may not happen next week. Um you know, I did not have the courage to bring up to Scott. But when Dexter is sawing up the body of Kurt. Oh, hold on. Harrison's watching. Go ahead. You, you got, you got well, more to say. Yeah, I got one more thing to say on this one. So yeah. when, and this was, this is like I said, this is where I really think that a lot of this is starting to hit home of this is Harrison kind of watching again. Like I said, this is Harrison watching. 
one of my favorite parts of this of this whole kill that's about to happen and stuff like that is in what you said when he even says like um oh your son when matt was on my table he said this and then when he's he tells harrison he's uh, uh um kurt when uh, kurt tells harrison and he's like you know um I was going. It was like, I was going after you because he killed Matt. Like it, it was, you know, it, was, it wasn't personal, which is kind of funny because that goes with what the guy previously <laughs> said. That, but yeah. um, when he says that, he says he killed five. It actually even says he killed five people. Um, he got him off. That's you know he fit the code. And when Kurt even like says he's like he fit the he's like that's all it takes. And I was just <laughs> like, and then he's like that's it. And then he like when he puts the glove like the gloves in his mouth, and I was like he's questioning dexter's code and dexter's at this point so insecure with his own code he doesn't even believe it anymore and because he's like he's like i'm not letting you even talk about this i'm not letting you try to convince me that it's not because dexter i was 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 mad an asshole was mad a piece of shit and all of that yeah absolutely he was he was a drug addict he was out here killing deer for no reason so like that would he have killed again that part of the code is you have to know he will kill again I, I can't say for certain that he would have killed again. Yeah, he may have been in a DWI and ran into a family or something like that, but he could have also OD'd at a party later on, and he wouldn't have hurt anybody. So I don't think he actually – Matt, I don't think he fully fit the code, and I think Harrison's kind of realizing that, that Dexter's not – he's not living up to this own standard. And oh, this sounds weird to even say it in this one. We've kind of mentioned this before. Dexter kind of fits his own code at this point. Like, and that's – I'm not saying 100%, so, and I'm not saying that that's what Harrison's thinking, but that's kind of what's going through my head on it. So, yes, yes, there's a lot there, right? Like I said, I have a lot. I have a lot on this one. <laughs> I sound like, like I said, it's like Charlie uh, from the, it's like the things, like I'm smoking a cigarette <laughs> in the mail room, and I'm over here drawing red lines everywhere, going, look, you go over here. <laughs> So there, there's there's absolutely a lot there that's going on, and you're you're correct in a lot of what you're saying, and I think what I love, what this episode brings. I'm currently on a rewatch of Sopranos, just out of nothing else to watch that I don't I don't feel like getting into. And the great thing about the Sopranos is ambiguity. There's never clear cut answers, and it leads to great discussion. Hey, who did it? Who didn't do it? just an example mm-hmm. i think this part of the episode slash season is one of those moments where it's like i could if i wanted to say no matt fits the code because he killed people and he got away with but he's not going to do it again did he actually kill them or did kurt like we, we can go down this hole and we actually have could have good discussion episodes of from season eight you know this guy kills people and oh if you want to be sure about it he has all of the cannibal food in his fridge well he's definitely like i love that we have this here i think unfortunately we have one episode to sort of right tie it up um that's a great question does dexter fit his own code I'm going to say no. Well, for I guess yes. But he but he always fit his own code. He killed people and got away with it. True. Right? Right, um, true. 
So it's interesting you say that about that they're going to kill again because I feel like Dexter does not say that this episode. I feel like he says, don't get <laughs> caught, find the proof. But he has in the past said, and I think it, I think it's to Miguel that he's going to kill again. Exactly, yeah, because if because there was somebody that Miguel wanted to kill, and he was like, he's not going to kill again. He doesn't fit the code. I don't remember what it was, or her, or something like that. It was like they don't. Besides, um, I can't think of her name, um, the lawyer. But um, it was like they don't fit the code because you can't say that they're not going to kill again. It was something along those lines. So it's been brought up before that that's a part of the code. Because if it's somebody, because if, if if that's the case with his code, then that may be somebody that, um, I don't, I, I, I don't want to get into it too much because then it's yeah. But I, I, I feel like that's that's been a part of the code the whole time. Oh, and 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 and, and it has. I just I go to like, you know, st- stuff that that was in this episode. Hold on, I got to read this moment here. Um. Yeah, um, again, there's. I feel like we can have an entire whole other discussion about this. I would need to sharpen up on my code knowledge and everything. But so let me ask you because it kind of feels like you're you're with your own thoughts. You're you're shifting somewhere. Do you do you think this leads into what you predict is going to happen next week? Or it kind of makes me what it kind of makes no it kind of makes me wonder some stuff now yeah it's definitely got my thoughts from last the last uh, eight episodes my thoughts about how the ending is going to go about is definitely changing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, if so, let me. I'm going to give you the option here. Do you want to bring that up here, or do you want to keep going with the episode? I want to be. Cu- I want to. Bring- yeah, I want to bring it up, and then at the very end, we can bring up kind of like what we what we think or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm done now. I'm done with my rant. So I'll, I, when yeah, Dex- the cocaine's done. So <laughs> this is true. Dexter- show. <laughs> when Dexter is sawing up Kurt's body and Harrison's watching it, I think this is where it like reinstated because again, we, we've, we've, we've kind of just accepted like, yeah, Dexter kills people. It's what he does. Watching the fucking hacking, it just like reinstilled in my mind that like there's something wrong with this man and he's not the hero he's supposed to be. This is mentally disturbing if you're ha- you're hacking they, up body parts. Well, they show like That's- Kirk's like body at a certain point. Where they're trying to be as sanitized as they can, but they're not. And you see, like, that gaping open where his oh, arm is gone. He's wearing a shirt. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. And I was just like, holy shit. <laughs> I was like, this is a butcher shop right now. <laughs> Dude, it's just. It's. It. So Scott was kind of saying, and this is what I said. I didn't have the courage to, to, to respond to, to Scott. What, you know. Scott's saying like Dexter is the hero of this show, right? He's like the anti-hero. Like he mm-hmm. he only kills the bad people. So what he gets away with is fine. But watching this scene here when he's hacking up the body and Harrison's watching him, it's just something he's done every episode. The body parts, we all know about it. But them showing it again and him like Yeah. It just like it just like I I, I like literally said in my head, like 
this guy is fucking disturbed in the head. You have to be a look. You have to be what Dexter is a fucking psychopath if you do it. <laughs> like, he talks about it, he's like, yeah, you divide it up into eight slices. Sometimes yeah, they're like, bigger and you gotta go a little bit more. You know, yeah. I, I prefer eight hefty bags, but sometimes you got the big fellas and they're gonna be ten. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sorry, do what now? <laughs> a, l- a little elbow grease and uh, it'll take care of that right away. That's so funny. Um, You know, as... As you know, like like we were talking about, how does Harrison feel during all this? And that's it's what the scene is really about: is Harrison mm-hmm. here? Um, as that blood is getting to Harrison's feet, uh, towards Harrison, he's getting these Rita slash Trinity flashbacks, and this is yeah. where Harrison finally says, "Like, hey, uh, um, I need I need some air." More to your point about like, yeah, uh, in nine parts, you got to chop this up. Like even at when they're at the top of the stairs, it felt like the way you used to help your dad with a project. Like, listen, why don't you help your old man and um throw those bags in the back of the truck? Like this bag is of, bag of parts. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, and here's it's just like, like just kind of like, I, I have to yeah. do this. I have to go along with this at this point. Like, oh my God. Help your old man out with this here. Um, again, it just we've never had this close of a Dexter relationship, and I feel like Dexter went like not sure if he's ready to Harrison, your veteran. Like, just go ahead. You know, you you know what your job is already. Get those stuff in the back, and and mm-hmm. I think it's scary how quick Dexter got like in the zone with everything. You know, mm-hmm. um, something that I did not bring up that I don't even know if you caught because you've never read read the books, right? Right. No, no. They mentioned quite a few times in this episode, the blood moon. The blood moon is how like, I think there's eight books or maybe it's the first book. I feel like there's a couple books that start with it, but Dexter has like a five to 10 page, like almost poem to the moon, the blood moon. I, I want to say the first book starts like, oh, moon, oh, blood moon. And the way the pilot episode of Dexter starts, it's looking at the, it starts out, I think, with the moon mirrored off a uh, a puddle, which was always a nod to the books. Um, so it was, okay. just, it was just a, hey, they keep bringing up this blood moon. And, you know, you could just say a moon. When you say blood moon, you're going for something specific. I think that's a a nod and nod to the books. Um, Dexter and Harrison put Kurt's body in the uh, community cremation chamber. And as they arrive home, we see there, there is, I'm sorry, there is a nice little discussion of like, kind of like the way after you eat a full meal, like, hey, you see that? Your dark passenger. He's gone, huh? Um, yeah, that actually was kind of nice. That was like, okay, like yeah. we got through all this, and he's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and as they arrive back to their house, obviously, what we we knew, but I kind of forgot about during the episode, uh, Jim's slash Dexter's cabin is burned to the ground, and there's mm-hmm. obviously uh, Iron Lake Metro and Fire Department there. This obviously raises Angela's suspicion. Where were you? Um, 
this is also why I was so into this episode. I was like, Dexter is not going to be able to explain this. Like, how how can he explain where you were? And he gets he gets those lies out. You know, I was hiking. I turned off our phones, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Lost track of time. Um, all yeah, twelve yeah. hours in negative five degree <laughs> weather. You know, like you, didn't you know realize, how we are. You, did you not get tired? But yeah, <laughs> sure. Um, and then <sighs> Angela being very disturbed at the notion from Audrey that like, hey, <laughs> again, uncomfortable. Like we said at the Christmas morning. They could come stay with us, right? And it's like, no, no. And you could see, like, Angela's barking at Dexter, like, where were you? She's about to interrogate him. Like, she's about to interrogate Uh him right then. Because I think she kind of knows, like, hey, again, we we have the whole episode of, like, they show up to Christmas and then they leave. And then he cancels plans later and he has a nice alibi with Harrison. But it's like, something's not right here. And obviously, add the Bay Harbor Butcher stuff. And then... You know, the way our episode ends, they arrive at Angela's house with a note in the mailbox. Dexter and Harrison are, you know, uh, um, super happy to be cooking breakfast. And Dexter is like way too happy for a man that's cabin just burned down mm-hmm. to be cooking breakfast. And it's like, it's, it's just breakfast. Um, and obviously the note revealing Jim Lindsay killed matt caldwell along with titanium screws that's our episode uh-huh. Woo. what a doozy <laughs> what a doozy um i thought from the beginning and i thought it still up until now obviously the episodes have swayed me but i'm standing firm i think with reason that I could explain. I think Harrison kills Dexter. I have no idea what happens with the Bay Harbor Butcher Angela stuff. Um, but I think it's Harrison. And now with my nine episodes of information, I think the code was too much for Harrison. Everyone's talking in the chat. There's too much going on, and I'm trying to focus on like what a great episode. I kept this looking was. at the chat, and I can't keep up with it. I, I, it's, it's, I, it's. If if I'm gonna sit here and say this is one of my favorite episodes, I want to make sure our conversation like fulfills yeah. that. So like everything in the chat, I love that there's people talking in the chat and they're having. Their there's own a there's a great conversation going on where like like legitimately good does discussion. Dexter, does Dexter fit his own code? Um, I it's there's too much going on. Yeah. Um. I'm still riding a Scott Reynolds high. Um, I think Harrison is disgusted with Dexter is. Sets up the classic kill room. Same way Dexter does to everyone else. I think Harrison does it for Dexter. Possibly, you know, if they want to get campy with it, a photo of every f- someone um, Dexter killed. I think we don't. I think we could remember slash maybe they say it just to promote it. The ending is supposed to break the internet. Mm-hmm. Well, in uh, if I'm not mistaken, and this could be all just conjecture and rumor, isn't somebody from the first, the original show, supposed to a, a, a person from? Well, and that's the thing; they can say these vague shits. A person from Dexter's past will make a reappearance. Well, is that really somebody from the show, or is it actually somebody from his past that? Like, you know, we didn't ever see in the show somehow that they can bring up, you know, like I'm assuming it's going to be somebody from the show, but 
who is it? Is it is it Angel again? Like, does he come in? You know, I I think I think it's only. I think it could only be four people. If it's not Quinn, I'm done. <laughs> it's Batista, Quinn, Masuka, or Matthews. On I a think ski I... vacation, all four of them. <laughs> <laughs> Miami Metro um, vacation. Um, I think I think they are very obviously trying their best to not be aware of seasons five through eight. So you so think, think you uh, you're a hundred percent. You think the whole, I've seen it out there. You think Hannah hundred percent. It's never, it will never be her. No, I think, I think they've, I think they brought her up, brought her up in therapy. And I think that's it. I don't think, I think it's only one of four Quinn, Batista, Masuka, Matthews. If you made me bet, I say it's Masuka LFI on the BHB. Angela, that's who she talks to. Even though Masuka is out there in social media, having said, I am not a part of the season, I think that's a lie. Um, I'll be it, honest. It's I think uh-huh. it's somebody different, and I'm going to be like, and I'm not, I'm not being like dramatic or like I'm not trying to like do a bit or anything like that. I think it's Brian somehow. Like I, I really think it's Brian somehow. Whether it be like a final discussion with him or something like that, for some reason. I think it's or I guess Harry. Um, Yeah, maybe maybe Harry. I don't know why. I just think I don't know why. I just think it's Brian. The only reason why I'm going to say it's not Brian and I think it's if you're going to choose ghost. Okay, so I'm sorry for me. uh, I didn't even factor in Harry is because father son relationship and Brian is more of the brother, obviously angle of it. But um, that's true. That's a good. You know that's what? A good point. But you know what? I said Molly wasn't dead, and I'm a fucking moron. So we still don't know that Kirk did it. I still haven't seen him actually kill anybody without a mask, without the, the person with the mask on. We still don't know. Every time he well, has shown himself taking the mask off, he never killed somebody. Think about it. You're saying we don't know. I think you should say I don't know. No, we don't know. We know. Me and everyone <laughs> in the chat knows. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. It's so funny. And I like, it would have been funny, but he would have not, he would have gave us the biggest fake laugh. But if I was going to try to, ex- you heard me rolling off names of killers yeah. that Kurt could be. If I would have been able to explain the deep fake killer, that is such a good joke. <laughs> of- <laughs> That would have been really funny. I just just go back and that. listen to all of our other shit episodes, and then you'll get it, sir. Because <laughs> you don't um, have other things to do with your time. <laughs> what? Um, I, 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 it sounded like you were saving something for the end, or did we discuss it already in terms of the finale for next week? Or, um, or... No, I, I think... I'm a, I, I'm somewhat in agreement with you. I do think I'm definitely leaning towards Dexter dies. Um, I'm I'm leaning towards that. How that's going to go about, I don't know yet. Um, I I I don't I don't want him to get arrested, and it all ends with him getting executed, like by via gas chamber or something like that. I don't want that. Um, I. I don't know what's going to happen with Harrison. I kind of wonder if 
how do I say this without being a spoiler? I um Wait, I do you know of, what happens? No, 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 no. Um with what you talked about two episodes ago, um that was released. I, I wanna say I wanna say that doesn't happen because that's a well, but I kind, well, I kind of, I, I kind of wonder if Harrison realizes, hey, I feel like he feels better this episode, but he realizes to get to that feeling better, I have to go through this whole process, and he doesn't like that process because we clearly see he was, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he was not a fan of what happened. Um, I, that's why I don't know. Like I'm, 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 I'm way out there right now. I don't. Have a clear. Don't forget, we have answer. a we have a gun. We have a rifle out there that has to probably come into play somehow. When we they do. call it a check Chekhov's gun, you introduce a gun, you have to fire it at some point. Right, and he was saying, you know, he's a good shot and stuff like that. And I, I think I saw somebody in the chat mention that it's gonna there's a potential that they think it'll be the Lagorda and Deb event again, but it's Dexter and Angela. The only issue I have with that, I don't think that that's gonna be it. Is I don't see Dexter willing to kill Angela. I don't see mm-hmm. that, but I could mm-hmm. see I could see Angela being put in that dex that, that that situation where Angela is the version of Deb and Dexter is I need I it's between Dexter and somebody else, but then who is that somebody else? You, right. you see what I'm saying? Like will Dexter kill Harrison? No, I don't I don't see that happening. Um unless they're in no. some weird fight and Dexter goes psycho or something like that, but that would be such a break from what we've actually seen. Yeah. So I don't I'm I, I'm just I'm all over the place. I it yeah, whatever it is, I think it ultimately ends with Dexter R.I.P. It's been a good run. And then he wakes up as a lumberjack back in Oregon. <laughs> uh <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm that's with you. literal hell <laughs> i i think i think i think we're at the very least we're in agreement dexter is dead as the credits roll of episode 10 yeah um if i wasn't so scared i was gonna coy playfully ask scott like hey are you ready to tell us that there's gonna be a season two but i didn't feel Scott was very fun, but I wanted to just be like, "Hey, break the news! It's going to be a season two, right?" But like, I was just watching. Like, he like would have like you would have said that. Even like, oh, you got me in a mood. There is actually, <laughs> <laughs> bam, a podcast explosion. There we are. We went to the real world. <laughs> I gotta tell you, there is, you know, people have their theories, and there's a lot to think about, and everything. There's so and- much out there. I need like two days to step away from Dexter to to get get my mind straight. But there's a theory out there that if it happens, I think he gets my son. He gets my house. He gets my vehicle. He gets my wife. He gets everything. Everything Ooh, I own. the vehicle. You're throwing five. in the vehicle. I know you're serious. <laughs> that guy theory that Dexter dies from COVID. <laughs> If that happens, that guy, I'll give you my address and just come take my house. We take switch lives. We switch lives. Yeah, you get you get everything from here. Um, I have amazing uh, um, color scent boosters for my laundry. You could have that. If Watch Dexter it, that dies guy from COVID, is actually somebody by the name of Scott. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
there, there's so many little stuff. I'm just reading the chat. Yeah, there's a moment where Harrison about the safety, about the gun being on. Um, that'd be funny if they, if they, if they Dexter and Harrison escape to uh, Miami. Oh God, there is, there is, there's guys. We usually respond to the chat and we we, we incorporate everything in, but um, obviously there was a lot going on with Scott here and everything. So apologies. I I genuinely, from the bottom of my heart, love that you guys are having your own discussion while we're talking. Yes, it just it's just like I, I can't even describe why I like it. I think it's just like a, a creating a community, you know. Um, yeah. Well, and it's because there's such a there's such a big you see the people in here. There's people that want different things from Dexter that I'm seeing in here and stuff like that. And I'm just like, obviously somebody's wrong, right? If somebody has to be wrong out of this entire discussion. Somebody's wrong somewhere, but everybody's having this great discussion, and and they're being everybody's being nice and respectful about it, and that's what I I actually really like seeing. Like I except, really do. Ex- Except that guy. Fuck Except that, that guy. guy. Fuck Everyone that guy. Everyone else? He's been great. Um, <laughs> I gotta say. And then he put, Dexter won't die of COVID. He will kill COVID and put pictures of all the people who died of COVID. <laughs> he has COVID tied down. He has a knife. It, he has a knife. He has a knife made out of ivermectin. And he's just... <laughs> And there's just all millions of photos of everyone that died of COVID. RIP, by the way. Um, uh, oh my god. <laughs> on that note, oh god, I don't even know. Oh, I know what the final episode is called. Um, god, everyone who's in the chat today, thank you. If you're listening to this episode, thank you. This has been a super long one. This is an hour and twenty-two. I think. This is going to be maybe if I if I include the Scott Reynolds part, I think we're looking at a two hour podcast in one episode, which is by far the longest. But as I was saying in the chat, if I'm going to sit here and say this is my favorite episode, I want to give it justice. And I know I miss stuff and I know I probably missed things that I wasn't supposed to and didn't bring up stuff. But like this has been a lot. I thank you for joining me, Colton. I know you had problems on your end i can't um, apologize enough for that it, it honestly it, it worked out but it's it, it's fine we will all be here again next week to discuss the finale episode of new blood sins of the father oh <sighs> long ride to get here and and we're finally here we're you know think about when we were <laughs> whatever doing doing episodes from season six and shit and it's like wow we're finally like we're actually at the end now now if there's a season two i'm gonna become a lumberjack and oregon and (laughs) (laughs) fake my identity but um this was awesome everyone in the chat i i wish i could fucking i wish i could do a shot with everyone we should all fucking do a shot next week i fucking drank a beer on air since the first time I've done. Uh, no, it's been a long time Colton. since I've seen. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to the club. I'm ready to do it. <laughs> I'm ready to do it all again next week. Everyone, we will talk to you next week to discuss Sins of the This is family business. And this is for the family that can't be with us. And this is for my cousin locked down. All the answers in us. This is why I spit it in my song. So sweet like a photo where your granny's pitching at it. You're gone and hit us. 
Super hard on Thanksgiving and Christmas. This can't be right.